are listening to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast. Welcome to the Traditional Outdoors Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Steve Angel. And on the other end of the line, I have... Say something, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick View. Nice to, be, nice to see you, Steve. <laughs> you don't take cues worth a, worth a you hoot, can't, You can't throw fastballs at me like that. You usually introduce me. Uh, well, I'll clean that. I'll clean that up just a little bit so it sounds like you halfway have a brain, bro. <laughs> so we are we are fresh back from the Compton's Rendezvous for 2019. Uh, man, I, I'll be honest. Every time I every time I go to that shoot, I enjoy it more and more. Um, you know, it it turned out this time we I don't even think you know I know you didn't, and I never even set foot on the course just with everything that was going on, which we're going to talk about a little bit. But um, do you have a do you have a pretty good time? I had a really good time. Um, Compton goes quicker and quicker every year. This year, it snuck up on me, too. Um, I couldn't believe it was here already, and then it was gone before I knew it. And uh, honestly, I probably would have been a whole lot better if I'd have been able to camp. That would have been that would have been better. But uh, unfortunately, I showed up. I had this tent that it's actually my 10 by 10 pop tent, pup tent. And uh, I wanted to bring a slightly bigger one this year so I could fit my full sleeping pad in it. And I hadn't actually opened that tent up since GLLI like two years ago and we had that big rainstorm. Well, apparently we put it away wet and never dried it out because I got the thing all the way up and I went to zip it and all the zippers just disintegrated in my hand. (laughs) So I just honestly, dude, I tore it down and everybody was watching me. I tore it down and just threw it in the trash, got in my car and drove away. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was not a good weekend to be shelterless either. No, it wasn't. And you know, it ended up it turned out all right. And I had so many people like, you know, volunteer to like let me sleep in the back of their truck or whatever. Dave and Tracy asked, you know, said I could sleep in the back of their covered pickup and whatnot. But I ended up going home uh Friday night and coming back. It wasn't a big deal at all, but you know, other than that, yeah, I didn't set foot on the course. I I just talk to a lot of people and I've kind of reserved Compton for that. Like it just feels like a big family reunion to me. I don't know about you, but I, I I'm perfectly content with not shooting. But you were an archer without a home for a period of time. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'll be honest, I would have liked to have to have got out on the course. Um, you know, uh Lori and Bella were there. Uh and, you know, I kept asking them if if they wanted to shoot and I honestly think they were just really enjoying the weather on Friday. Um, and you know, Bella's just been super busy with, with school and now her and her and Lori are both getting busy or been busy getting her prepared for, for heading off to college. And honestly, they just said they were enjoying just sitting there and not really having anything to do. So, uh, they, you know, they didn't, they didn't really push to get on the course, and I'll be honest, we were busy from from the get go. And between some of the activities that we had going on, which we'll touch on here in a minute, and and just the you know the booth and people stopping by, um, saying hello, talking to us about the show, and so forth, it just man, time got away from me. Before I knew it, it there just wasn't any time to actually shoot. No, there wasn't. The the whole thing, I mean, Friday was over in a flash, and it was by far the best weather at Compton I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it was beautiful. Like, I mean, you're talking cool, you know, not soup, not hot at all, nice breezes, sun was out, 
I mean, it was it was a perfect day to be at Compton. And the vendor tent didn't have flies in it this year. You could stand to be in there. Everybody was in a good mood and chatting. And I guess they had gotten some bad weather the night before, so everybody was kind of digging out from that. But everybody was really happy to see the sun. You know, I don't know about the night because you know we didn't we didn't camp. Um, and I'll be honest. Now Thursday morning, so we drove up Wednesday. We drove through the day on Wednesday. Got into uh, we stayed in South Bend. Got into South Bend Wednesday night. Uh, and when we got up Thursday morning, it was, I mean, it was pouring. So mm-hmm. we did a few things, picked up a few extra supplies that we needed, had a, a nice leisurely family breakfast. And uh, I think we ended up showing up around, I don't know, three or four o'clock that afternoon. It had, it had cleared off then and was, was really nice, but everything was pretty much just soaked, uh, by that point. But, and it mm-hmm. could have rained some thursday night i'm I'm just not sure um i think it was thursday morning from what i heard like you said um and then uh you know we had that nice friday and then saturday we knew we had rain coming um but when i got there on friday the vendor area was already a mud hole um the the parking lots and the back 40 camping um by the gun range and all that was all really muddy i'm kind of glad i didn't bring my camper because i pretty sure i would have got stuck um, but you know, even when it does rain, the thing about Compton is that there's always stuff to do. There's that the vendor tents up and, you know, the walking around and stuff, it doesn't really bother anybody all that much. Um, I don't even think the courses slow down all that much on, until the downpour really hit, um, for a few, but yeah, I mean, I thought I had to buy a blast Saturday too, and that went by super fast. Yeah, and you know the courses. I asked a few people, um, and you know they said, "Yeah, it's 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 wet. It's it's a little muddy, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad." I mean, those courses are the same, you know, pretty much every year. So, you know, they get they get packed in. They get a lot of traction on them. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. The grassy areas where you know a lot of the vendors were parking, it was it was pretty rough. I didn't. Um, and I'm going to go back Thursday in a minute because there's a, a key component about Thursday I do want to talk about. But, sure. uh, you know, we we parked on – we were in a rental um, a minivan just so we could get all the all the stuff we needed to bring uh, packed away easily. And there was no way I was pulling out in it. And even uh, Saturday evening after all the festivities, you know, I never even hardly got to speak to Tom. I put my hand on his shoulder and walked by him once and said, sorry, man, I'm running to another – uh, another location but uh, i did walk down i, I was going to pull down to where tom had camped and when i pulled in um and and touched the touched the brakes i could feel that minivan sliding so i just eased it into reverse and eased <laughs> back out of there but but no thursday night um so we actually got to finally attend uh floyd and caroline's little mla uh, dinner potluck, whatever you want to call it, that they do at at Bub's tent, and it was really it was really cool. It was really fun to finally be able to do that because every other year we either miss it because we don't come in until you know late Thursday and we're wiped out or uh, one thing or another. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. the only downside was you didn't get to show up Thursday to to participate this time. Nope, I had um, it was uh, because of all the snow days. It was my kid's last day of. Um our first day of vacation and but camp had not started yet 
so they usually go to a day camp at the Croc Center where Jess works in the summer. So I had to watch them um, and got to, but I did get to spend the day with them and I was really happy about it. Um, but no, I didn't get to go and I miss that every year. I love, I love seeing Bub and Caroline. They're like second parents to me. Um, and I really, uh, really love going to that and seeing everybody. They're just a conduit for good people. Um, and they're just Compton members through and through in addition to being MLA members. And uh, I wish I could have been there because every year, I mean, it fluctuates a little bit. I think they had like 55 people there last year. I don't know how many had they had this year, but um, yeah, I didn't count. But it was a it was a pretty good group. Um, mm-hmm. It was a pretty good group of people. Uh, yeah, lots of stories. I heard they had a. I heard Compton had a little concert out there with Kenny Davenport, and I'm sad to miss that. That would have been fun to watch. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that. Um, I will say, you know, my my big faux pas of the of the whole weekend was, uh, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. So you know, I don't get up. I don't get up to to Michigan, but you know, once or twice a year. So most of the people that I know, other than like you and Tom, I you know, I might be around them for fifteen twenty minutes. Um, and you know, Greg Coffee, who is a sponsor of the show. Um, I've got to probably spend maybe maybe an hour talking to him face to face since I've known him. Uh, and Don Grice, uh, pretty much same thing. I've got to talk to him at, at Compton's once and the MLA banquet once. And I knew Greg was at the uh, tent Thursday afternoon setting up his booth, but I didn't get to catch him. And when I walked over to uh, – uh, Bub and Floyd's for for dinner. There was a gentleman sitting there, and I just knew in my head that was that was Greg Coffee. Well, I had a great conversation with Greg. Only it turned out it was Don, not Greg, and I'd gotten <laughs> I'd gotten the two mixed up. But it was good because I actually talked to like three different people after that and said, "Yeah, if 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 Greg shaves his his beard, he and Don look a lot alike." So that you know, I just told them both. I, I told them both the same thing individually that I wasn't sure which one of them I insulted and which one I complimented by getting them mixed up, but it was all in, in good humor. They got a big chuckle out of it. So I, I think that's pretty funny because they actually do look a lot alike. I never really noticed that before. My dad calls, uh, calls Don, uh, Richard gear. Every time he sees him, he goes, <laughs> Oh, Richard gear. <laughs> and Don just doesn't live that down. But, um, yeah. And I only, I, I only got to see, Greg for a second because I was walking by the I was walking by the booth um, going to pay his booth going to pick something up and he just yelled you <laughs> and I turned around and he waved at me and I went and shook his hand and I didn't get to talk to him again after that but that's Compton man like you just kind of like you feel bad because you can't you don't ever get to spend enough time with everybody um, and that's one of the reasons why I miss camping this year because usually after hours is when you really get to visit right and um you know, you haven't really got to experience that yet with uh, in in Michigan, because um, you know you usually got the fam and you're not camping and you're going back to the hotel because the girls are tired. And I do not blame them at all. Um, and you you've done it at deer camp, but after an event, you know it's pretty. It, that, that's that's when a lot of people socialize. Um, at least Friday night, Saturday night, everybody crashes no matter what event it is because everybody's so tired. Um, but. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was it was great to see all those people, <laughs> and I, Don will probably get a chuckle listening to this. Well, I I did sit, uh, so I did last year. I stayed in uh, 
the camp Hambush crew uh, stayed in their camp till I don't know late one night. Oh yeah, you did. Uh, and I'll be honest, I would have liked to have done it this year just because it was so humid um, last year. It, it was it was borderline just just miserable because you you know you'd been out on the course all day and you'd been sweating and uh, well the bugs too and the, the bugs, bugs were too. awful. But but you know. I don't want to. I don't want to make a huge deal out of the weather because I'll just be honest with you. It wouldn't matter to me if if this year had been just as hot as last year. I know I would turn around and go back next year. It's just, it's a fantastic event. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. group of people, and there's a couple of things that I want to go into. You know, before we, um, before we switch over here. Um, but there's just so many reasons why I enjoy that event. Um, and why I just, I love being a member of Compton's. Um, but anyway, I, I do want to, I do want to talk a little bit about some of the people that we, we actually, um, did see and meet that are special to us and special to the show. But before I do that, I just want to say, you know, it was, it was really great. Um, so many of the people that came by and, and shook our hand, said hello, nice to put a, a, a face to the voices that they've you know been hearing for over a year now. And what was really cool to me was how many people actually came up and, and told us uh, what they were doing while they were listening to the podcast, which I thought was just cool. I mean, there, there was, uh-huh. you know, one guy's, uh, I don't know if he drives a truck, but he, he said, you know, he spends a lot of time on the road and he's listening to podcasts all the time, which that was a kind of a common one. Um, but others, there was one gentleman was talking about how he works on a, um, machinery production line and he's listening, uh, and you know, he's, he's, he's constantly focusing and listening on the show and kind of, uh, forgets what he's doing. And I was like, man, you gotta be careful with that. I don't want you showing up here missing a digit or something cause you were, you were listening to us. <laughs> and then one guy, one gentleman said he literally watches paint dry at work cause he paints cat cats you know that not not actual cats but cat caterpillars <laughs> thank you for like, clarifying that <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better conversation had he painted cats yeah. but yes he, he he's like i literally watch paint dry all day i'm going to listen to this podcast more and he he had listened to a couple episodes and and you know what you know what is nice to see steve is that the more so i, I think the expo draws a little bit younger audience um compton draws a lot of the hardcore diehards that have been around for a long time and a lot of those people do not listen to podcasts and more and at least they haven't in the past and more and more people have been coming up to to us and saying oh what's that i want to do that show me how to do that let me get that on my phone and i thought that was really neat um people are taking an interest interest in it uh, they're starting to come around that that generation, and I really dig that. I think that's that's neat. I don't know if we got to do some kind of tutorial on YouTube on how to download a podcast or what, but you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it was it's funny you mentioned that because that is something that I do want to do, and I'm going to need your help with it. I just got to do a little bit of research, um, so I do want to do a video um, just for the ones that 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 don't know how to you know uh, consume podcasts. Uh, I also actually want to put together an article um, between you and I that kind of walks through how the average user can do it with a computer or a phone. We'll put that on the website, and uh, I think we should also submit it to um, Stick Talk, and I'm going to submit it to the traditional bow hunters of Georgia at a minimum. Um, and may reach out to some others too, because, like you said, there it's uh, it's it's one of those. 
younger generation things, but that's that's starting to change. And it's and it's so easy to do. It's literally downloading an app and then searching for what you want. Um, and a lot of people, you know, said that's it. And I was like, yeah, that's really it. Like, and if you really want to do it easy, you could just, you know, even if it's if it's just bookmarking our page, and you know, you could do it that way too. Um, a lot of people click off the link on Facebook for that generation. Um, but I also think that Robin and TJ would be interested in that for Tradbow too, Trad- uh, traditional bow hunter magazine for their online content. Um, I think they dig that uh, because there's just it, it just it's just neat to see. It's really neat to see because the people are starting to realize that they're not just stuck listening to the radio. They have other options, you know. Well, and that's what um, I you know a couple of and that was that was something else. I can't remember the gentleman's name, but one gentleman said you know he used to listen to a lot of talk radio. Um, and it just got to where, you know, talk radio was just so negative, no matter what you're listening to, it's, it's politics. It's not that, and said, you know, podcasts are like this generation's talk radio and you can pick and choose what you want to listen to and you can listen, you know, on demand. Uh, you don't have to wait and tune in for a specific time. So, um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I I think we should reach out to TJ and just and see what he thinks once we get the the article put together. Um, and I was going to ask you too. I know we had the one gentleman that came up letting a little bit of a cat out of the bag, I guess, but it's kind of been advertised and out there at the end of the uh, recording with Monty Browning and Brian Burkhart that we did live at Compton's. Uh, there was a gentleman that came up and actually wanted you to to help him get set up so that he could start doing it on his phone. Were you able to get him squared away? I know there was a, a network issue. No, he disappeared. Oh, did he? I never, I never, I never found him. I went, I went directly back to the booth and I stayed there because I said if you go back to the booth, I'll be able to set that up for you. And he never came back. But that's that's Compton. Yeah, it is. He he got <laughs> he, he might he saw a shiny object and got sidetracked. I'm sure. But that that's where I I initially thought wow, this would be great because I think a lot of people would dig it, even if we had an article with screenshots on, you know, and and apps with hyperlinks and stuff, you know, just to say, hey, this is really not that hard. And like even Caroline started listening to podcasts and and she always says that she is not tech savvy at all. And I said, you know, you can just do an an app for that. That's super easy. You can listen to it in your car. And she looked at me like, really? And I was like, yes, it's really easy. (laughs) But uh, I think people just kind of get like, you know, they're like scared of it, like they're not going to understand it for some reason. And it's just once you get it, everybody's just like an epiphany. So yeah, I think I'm looking forward to that. I'd love to help you with that. Well, we'll we'll get that we'll get that started. I mean, and I want to make sure that obviously people that are listening right now know this. But you know, if you're sharing the word with others, it you know all you really need is a computer and a set of speakers at at a minimum, and you can do it right through the website. Um, and it's not just our podcast; that's any podcast. Um, but the, the, the smartphone does give you the ability to do it pretty much anywhere where you've got idle time, um, driving. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. So yeah, we'll get together and do that. I don't want to, I don't want to spend, uh, too much time on it cause I, we do still have several things that, that I, I would like to get through real quick. Um, and, and folks, if you've listened this far, um, we're going to have about a 30 minute segment here coming up where we uh, sat down and, and recorded with Dennis Harper, uh, president of Compton's Traditional Bowhunters, uh, which was a great a great conversation, um, diving into just a little bit more about Compton's and uh, the things that uh, you can expect at the rendezvous if you haven't attended. And even if you are attending, there might be some nuggets in there that you, uh, that you learned or didn't know about. So we're going to get to that in just a minute. But 
I did want to, you know, it was really kind of cool. Uh, and I made a list here and I hope I don't forget anybody, but it's, it's in my nature to forget somebody, but you know, between, uh, pri- uh pre- previous guests of the show or sponsors of the show. I mean, it was just a, a whole list of people that I want to give shout outs to. Uh, Jim Eckhout stopped by, was great to chat with him for a few minutes. Mike Mitten, uh, we got to talk to him. I got to talk to him at his booth. Uh, he stopped by ours and we chatted for a few minutes. And then, uh, when we, when we started the recording with, uh, Monty and Brian Burkhardt, I just happened to look up 30 seconds in and, and uh mike was walking in and kind of nodded over at us which was pretty cool uh scott spray um even though he's not a traditional bow hunter he actually drove out and and spent probably an hour or more at the booth chatting with us and uh, you know we had his uh one of his fly rods on the on display there at the booth and i think i ended up having like four people that that took it out and started casting it out in the in the um in the lawn which was which was really kind of cool including the guests that'll be on this episode and i honestly think that that fly rod got more attention than anything that we had on the table well you know it was it was kind of kind of unique to have a have a fly rod at a at a traditional <laughs> like, bow hunter event but it was like you said it was i can't tell you how many people picked it up or at least walked over and you know moved it around and looked at it on the table so uh, really cool. Scott's just a great guy and nothing I would like better than for him to get more exposure. So, mm-hmm. uh, so that was cool. Um, John Buchin, uh, we got talked to him a good bit. He was, he was manning the, uh, MLA booth with our, our good friend of the show, Mr. Bob Bones, AKA Rob Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll get a kick out of that. Um, we actually said his name on the podcast. We did. So going forward, whenever you hear Bob Bones, you'll know who that's related to. Um, Jerry and and Bob Brum were there. Uh, finally remembered to bring the quiver that I've been wanting to get a a, a deep hood put on, so Tom will actually let me uh, carry my bow in the vehicle with him when he's riding with me because, uh, man, this one was really short and with those big, long, grizzly heads, I must admit it's kind of kind of dangerous. Uh, so, uh-huh. so Bob's taking care of that for me. Um, we were actually had our booth set up right beside of uh david and tracy blowski at st joe river bows which was really cool um you know they we kind of walked back and forth between booths and chatted during the the downtimes which those guys had almost none they were they were slammed from friday morning until we broke everything down saturday afternoon so uh again really happy for those guys um greg coffee uh, which we already mentioned once. I I did go by and hang out at his booth for just a few minutes, but um, unfortunately, like you said, it was just no way I could get around and, and spend time with, with everybody. Um, and Derek Sheehan came by, and I got to spend some time with Jerry Keck. Those two uh, um, are the uh, only members of the Hambush clan that, that were at the show this year that I can remember. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody, but, um, well, Cat. You know, Cat Hunter was she was she was in camp this year, and she she came by and, and spoke to everybody. And uh, um, but but Doug Doug Gilmore and and Rick Butler were unable to attend for various reasons. That it's their business, not mine. So I'm not going to go into that. But I really hated not seeing those guys this year. It was the only real bummer I could put on the on the whole weekend. Yeah, and I always camp back there too, and. I, the last few years I've camped back there since I started camping at, camping at Compton because I never used to camp at Compton. 
Um, especially with my years as president of the MLA, I couldn't, I didn't have time. Like I, I, I there was too many events for me to camp at Compton. Um, I usually just go down for the day. Um, and when I started camping, I camped with the Hambush guys and, and, you know, Andrew's work and, you know, a couple other people back there. And, um, I went back there when I set up my tent and had that fiasco and they weren't there. And I was like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and then I remembered that they weren't coming and I and then you you reminded me that yeah they're not coming and I and I was like well that's a bummer but it definitely did not feel the same it it really didn't um, everybody just kind of had stuff going on and it would have been a lot more fun you know had they been there it's but always that's fun really when those guys are there and and of course you 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 called out Andrew's work who I actually forgot he is he has attended that camp ambush hunt a couple of times that I know of so. My apologies, Andrew. Um, but it, it really was. It was, you know, it was kind of sad not to see those guys there, but that's the only that's the only part of the, the entire weekend that I can say, you know, was a, a damper on my spirits. Mm-hmm. But what a family atmosphere. They really, you know, they pride themselves, and they even said, um, you know, when they were talking on uh, the, the meeting on Friday night. Was that Friday night or Saturday night? Friday night. Um, they said, you know, we, we, we treat everyone like we, we think of this as a big family. And that's what the best organizations do. And you can tell that as I've gotten to know the board of Compton and um, the people surrounding the board, you know, the, the staples, um, you know, I'd never, I'd never met Jim in person. Um, Ike out and I'd never, I've never, never met Brian Burkhart in person. Um a lot of those guys I'd never met in person. Um, and when you get to know them, you realize how special that group really is, that all, all the people there and how much work they do. Uh, Andy Ponce, too. Never met him before in my life. What a great guy. Uh, absolutely. And, I, I, you know, I'll give a, a, a shout-out. And I think I do this again when I'm talking to uh, – or when we're talking to, to, to Dennis Harper, which is coming up. But, you know, I'll give a shout-out to all the all the board members, all the volunteers for Compton's did an absolutely great job. But I will actually um, go above and beyond and just say Andy Ponce did a fantastic job with the – uh, with the vendor coordination, he had some mighty big shoes to fill that were vacated by uh, Dave Hewitt, and you know he he did a fantastic job. Um, so yeah, huge shout out to all those guys. Uh, fantastic, fantastic work. Um, and you know you're talking about Friday night. I will mention real briefly, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast before. You know that was one of the reasons that that Bella went this year is uh, she was awarded a scholarship by Compton's, um, and there were. Uh, I think three perci- uh, three recipients, so they handed those out Friday night. Did a little raffle, um, and uh, G. Fred Asbell spoke Friday night. I know Jay uh, St. Charles was supposed to speak, and he had some he had some. Well, I'll just say for for personal reasons he couldn't attend, so we'll leave it at that. Because I was and I was really bummed about that because I was really wanting to sit down mm-hmm. and talk to to Jay, Brian, and Jim about the little Delta hunt that Jim and Brian are doing, but uh, that didn't work out. But you know, I did talk to them, and and we might try to do something. You know, after after they get back, we'll just kind of have to see how that plays out. Um, well, and, and what we did do, and the people that were there was it was I think it was really special. We had a lot of great conversations, and we had some good content. Ab- so. Absolutely, and I do want to give a, a a quick shout out to 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 those individuals and 
um, and just kind of let people know what's what's coming. A little teaser on that. So uh, we mentioned Dennis Harper, which is coming up here in just a few minutes. Um, we we did sit down with Monty Browning and Brian Burkhart. We had a fantastic conversation with those guys. We we let people submit some questions. Um, they're at the booth that we would try to work into the conversation, and I think we worked uh, most of those, if not all of those, into um, the dialogue with with Monty and and Brian. We had a real good turnout in the clubhouse to listen to that uh, recording, which was really cool. Uh, and then you know the 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 third uh, the third interview that we did that'll be coming soon was, and I'm gonna get his name right this time, Rashid Khan, uh, from from Great Britain. Um, I've been friends with him on Facebook for a while. I knew him, but I didn't really know him. Uh, and within five minutes of talking to the guy, I said, you know what, we we gotta we gotta spend at least an hour talking to you. So uh, we. We got him aside in the clubhouse uh, late. I guess that was Saturday evening. Um, recorded a great conversation with him. You know, there you got a guy from from Great Britain that's traveling all the way to the states to to attend Compton's. This was his second show, so he was there last year in that in the in the heat, and he came back. So that just speaks volumes to me about what a what a great event it is. Um, and he's got his first hunt coming up in March of 2020. Uh, he's going to be hunting here in the States and part of that dialogue we were talking about, you know, what's it like growing up as a, or, 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 you know, growing into an adulthood as a, a, somebody wants to bow hunt that can't bow hunt in their, in their native country, which was, like I said, just a really good, really good conversation. And you, he really, and he'll make, really make you appreciate what we have here and, um, and not just because we can hunt, but because of the organizations that we have too. And I, you talk about being a duck to water. I think I think he left with at least a hundred friends, because he was talking to everybody. <laughs> I mean, he was just one of the boys from the moment he got there, uh, which was cool. Well, and I'll be honest. So uh, I'll throw in a couple. So two things I want to say real quick, and then we'll jump into uh, Dennis Harper. But so he left with with a lot of a lot of good memories. I know. Um, just from, from some of the things he was, he was saying when I was talking to him the several times he stopped by the booth. Um, but Saturday night, I do want to, I do want to touch on this real quick. So Saturday night was the, the main, um, auction and there were a lot of, there were a lot of great things that were, were donated, uh, for that auction, but one, really two of the special and I'll special items and I'll touch on these individually um, were related to uh, Dave Hewitt. So Bear Archery uh, went and built a um, David Hewitt tribute recurve bow. Uh, it was absolutely beautiful. I'm not, I know it had curly maple veneers and that's about all I remember off the top of my head, but it was absolutely gorgeous. And they started the bidding on that, and it just started climbing and climbing and climbing. And it was – I start, I'll be honest. I started thinking something was up because a lot of the people that were bidding were Compton board members. But then I thought, well, you know what? They were all close with David, so that makes sense. Well, the winning bid was $1,600. And after that winning bid – which was placed by Dave Jarvis. Um, he got up and actually presented that bow to Drew Hewitt. And uh, I can't remember Dave's daughter off the top of my head. Forgive me. I should have looked at Olivia. Olivia, thank you. 
Um, yep. But they presented wow. that bow to them. So the board members actually chipped in and bought that for uh, those kids. And I can tell you, there was not a dry eye under that uh, uh, the pavilion there. Um, do you want to see a bunch of curmudgeon grumpy old, old old bow hunters break down that was that was the moment i mean it was it was really special oh man that was saturday night that was saturday night and then so that was, that was right after i left then it was right after you left oh man actually no it wasn't right after because you know we grabbed a bite to eat and came back so it was hours hour and a half after you left but what a cool um, thing to do though oh it, wow and if that wasn't if that wasn't hard enough to sit through then you know drew got up and, and tried to speak and he was all choked up and dave jarvis was all everybody was choked up it was like i said it was really special um and then right after that uh they selway got up and they had done a uh a tribute quiver that was done in uh i know it was blue i can't remember the other colors and i didn't get close enough to see it but it was in tribute to David Hewitt as well, uh, and Rashid actually won that. He, he forked out six hundred dollars for that, um, oh, which man. all went to Compton's. You know, it was in good cause, but he took that home with him. Uh, and then, um, and I can't remember the gentleman. Uh, Shifty Shiflet was sitting right beside of me, and he was he was battling back and forth with Rashid. Uh, and after Rashid won it. Um, um, the gentleman from from Selway got up on the on the stage and said, you know, they would make another one just like it for Shifty. So Shifty got to pay, you know, his highest bid, um, and he's getting one too. So, like I said, just some real cool stuff Saturday night. Just, I mean, just that's what, that's what it that's what it's all about. That's why this community is so great. It is. That's 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 awesome. Yeah, and it's it's more than a community. It's 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 just it's a family. Um, yep. So anyway, I'm already looking forward to next year. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I will be attending solo next year because of you know Bella heading off to college and uh, Lori's talking about she's going to you know go back into um, the workplace now since since Bella's out of high school and and moving on. So I may be going solo, and I told uh, Dennis that I may come up for the whole week and and actually try to volunteer while I'm there too. So um, look for me there next year. But cool. with all that said, I'm gonna we're gonna jump over to uh, our interview with Mr. Dennis Harper now. So uh, please listen into this. You like I said, it's a it's a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, Nick and I will will wrap up after this is done. Well, we're finally sitting down here with Mr. Dennis Harper. Uh, president of Compton's Traditional Bow Hunters. How are you, Dennis? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, you guys are, doing? I'm I'm good. You're a you're a, a highly wanted, busy man. This <laughs> the last couple of days. Well, you know, there's a lot of hats to be worn around the rendezvous, and and uh, I try to I try to um, delegate as much as I can. I'm not real good at, it, but we got a lot of good help this weekend. Great board great volunteers and so it's actually allowed me to come over here this morning so i'm excited about it well i'm definitely not trying to detract from any of the others because you're not alone it's like a <laughs> it's like a beehive up there everybody's running in and out around the table and uh there's some there is some really good folks here and oh man we're blessed any any you want to you want to call out a few specifically or would you rather just say they're all great well they're all i tell you what the <laughs> board of directors is just beyond compare you know and um, 
you know, Kenny Davenport does a great job with all of our merchandise. Of course, Craig Schoenberg's over there, you know, heading up the membership and and everybody's working, you know. And um, Gosh, we've got the guys out on the youth range right now. You know, Phil Belcher, vice president, he's out there running right. a youth shoot. You know, uh, Jim Kinsey's over there working his tail off with the archives booth and David Cartwright's helping him and he's getting ready to come in here and you know, introduce speakers for the seminars and so yeah. everybody's got a job you know uh jerry goins he's running around taking pictures and helping with the membership and selling the dream raffle tickets and mm -hmm. it's like a one-man everyone's like a one-man band you right, know? right. there's a lot of work to do and, and we've i've heard some comments in years past you know the board members they don't get out and shoot with us it's like well <laughs> it's a lot of work yeah you know and not that we would love to be out shooting with everybody you know but uh we get the opportunity usually to get a get together as a board maybe on Wednesday evening or because we we get here board is usually here Wednesday afternoon by noon. Um, you know we've got Andy Ponce who's working on the vendors. He wasn't able to get here till Wednesday evening, but uh, and talk about a guy that's had his hands full taking over the vendors. He's, well, and, he's done and, fantastic. And I will I was going to say I will give a big shout out to Andy. He and I traded some. This is this is my first year as a vendor. Sure. I've been here several times as a as a happy participant, but it's first time as a vendor. And uh, Andy and I traded some messages on Facebook. He he had some big shoes to fill. Oh. And no he, I think he's done a fantastic job. I, you, I really that, think he has. That young man has impressed me. Yeah. And uh, and I've I've been around organized bow hunting for a lot of years. <laughs> and uh, when someone takes a hold of something like he did yep. and just goes to town and and you know and with Dave's passing you know we there was already you know vendors he had talked to at Kalamazoo and all this other stuff and we couldn't get our hands on some of that and so so Andy juggled it all very very well and just just did a stellar job I can't say enough so, he, like I say I'm a very very lucky guy <laughs> to have all these great board members around us he, he, he really has and and I think I'm pretty sure next year I will probably be coming by myself. Um, just my daughter's going off to college, just some other things changing right. in life. I think it may be just me. So I'm going to talk to you later in the in the day. Sure. I may try to come up just for the week and, and, and pitch in and help out. Hey, so. we, we can always use help, and, and uh, we'll be happy to have you help us. Well, you say that now. So. <laughs> That's kind of like you wanted me to talk on this thing. It's like, you say that now. <laughs> no, so I do want to, so really the reason I wanted to, to pull you aside here is I wanted to do a podcast around Compton's as a whole. Sure. Um, I'd love to just talk to you about, about Dennis Harper, but it's really not about Dennis Harper. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. We'll talk about you. But <laughs> Dennis Harper's not very interesting. Uh, you know he what? works a lot. Those are always the best guests, the ones that say, you know, I don't think you really want to talk to me, and they turn out just to be stellar guests. So I'm going to get back to you on that one. But again, for today, we, we really just want to talk. Compton's is just a fantastic organization. Uh, I've been a member for many years. Um, I actually completed my life membership last year just because I feel so strongly about the organization but me talking about it's one thing right hearing the hearing the the incoming president of, of CTB talk about Compton's a little bit I think mm -hmm. is a good thing so you know for for those maybe that aren't aren't aware or maybe they don't even know that much about Compton's you know give right. us a little background on the organization how long it's been around and, and kind of how it got started you uh 
it depends on who you talk to, the history of Compton. It, it, it changes from day to day, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the history is the history. And um, I was president of our state bowhunting organization in Missouri back in, you know, 97 through 2003. Right. And uh, Marvin Cochran is past president of that. And uh, he, he and I were talking and, you know, there was talk about forming a, a national traditional bowhunting organization. And uh, Pope and Young Banquet was in Omaha in 1999. And uh, there was 12 of us. And I don't remember all 12, but I know me and Marv Cochran and Marv Klinke, uh I, I don't I can't remember. I know Glenn St. Charles was there. There was a dozen people. And we met down in the little breakfast nook there at the hotel. And uh, so, guys, you know, I think it's time. Let's get this thing rolling. Everybody that wants to be a charter member, let's throw $100 on the table and we'll get some things moving. That's kind of where it started, you know. And uh, from there, there were, there were meetings and discussions about the, the name and, you know, people people have very strong opinions that's one of the things about uh, traditional bow hunters we're passionate you know and i think that's that's what drives this organization is the passion everyone has and so when you have a lot of people that are passionate about something you're going to have disagreements sure and so in the beginning like anything like, like just like fred asbell was talking last night you know you're going to have disagreements you're going to have but we're all friends at the end of the day and uh, so the name was decided on and um you know a lot of people and this place became available we didn't have a rendezvous the first year um so this is actually our 19th rendezvous okay it's our 20th anniversary year but it's our 19th rendezvous here and it's always been here at this this facility and the Berrien county sportsman's club just does a fantastic job of the camping and the ranges and all they do all the well, they collect all the shoot fees because those are their targets, you mm-hmm. know. And so anyway, we've had, and I think all organizations may have a little bit of an identity crisis from time to time because I've met people up here eating breakfast, like, well, you guys conquer members? Oh, no, I live an hour from here. It's like, okay, well, this isn't. This I'm, isn't <laughs> a local. And that's a big misconception. And it is. And that's and we've had the identity crisis. Everybody's, oh, that's at Michigan Club. It's like, well, no, we're the national organization. And so that's what these podcasts have been fantastic for, is helping get the word out that, hey, we're not just a local Michigan organization. We're a, we're the national traditional organization. We've got members of all the all 50 states. We've got, I think, all the Canadian provinces, gosh, Australia, New Zealand, you know, all over the world, Germany, we've got a huge, we've got quite a few people that are Compton members in Germany. And we've got a gentleman here today that is right. from England. England. We're yes. actually going to be recording with him later today once the skies open up and he gets ran off the, right, the right. archery course. He's looking for his bag ace broadheads he left someplace yesterday. So oh, yeah. good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're gone. Yeah, so, they're gone. He came that's, all the way here to lose his broadheads. Right, and, right. and that's Rashid Khan. And I don't know if you know or not, but he's actually playing his first bow hunt I next year in March. I know it. I, is I, that I, not cool? That is the cool thing you know we take for granted what we have here and and that's one of the things you know about being a Compton member we're not a huge political organization but there's power in numbers and and the things that we take for granted here being able to there's a whitetail season every fall man right turkey season every spring and then out west we've got the big game seasons you know the elk and it's it's something we take take for for granted 
and somebody like him coming over here and getting he's been shooting a bow for a long time he's just now going to get to shoot or right. heart, you know, hunt his right. first animal because they can't they can gun hunt there but they can't bow hunt there which makes no sense to me whatsoever but no but that's the reason that, that like the Pope and Young Club you know Glenn St. Charles and all those guys that went before us fought for what we have now and they're and they're still important today oh yes and, yes and you lightly touched on something there and i want to make sure that we really call it out mm -hmm. compton's is the only national traditional bow hunting organization that's there's, correct and there's some other great organizations Absolutely. i'm not taking away from them not um, at all not at all uh, but we like target archers too oh but we are a true we are a bow hunting organization exactly and and you know i was talking to someone uh Maybe it was it was uh, Norm Johnson, past president of PBS. I was talking with him yesterday, and and I I don't know. I'm, I'm of course I've been a regular member of PBS for a lot of years, and um, but you know even all the state organizations I've ever been a member of, and I'm a member of several. If I hunt, I hunt in Kansas. Have my lifetime license there. I've got a 25 year membership pin from the Kansas bow hunter. You're like me. If you hunt in the States, you feel like I, you should contribute. In everyone the same should. Way. Yep. Everyone should. And, and so anyway, but if you look at the national organizations, the local organizations, even the local, just the archery clubs, you know, the local archery clubs, I'd be willing to bet that the vast majority of them are run by traditional guys. Mm -hmm. You know, and just because it goes back to the passion again. You know, and so anyway, that's that. That's my take on it. Is that, you know, we're. I think we're the only one. There's a lot of other great clubs out there. But we're the only one that's actually just all specifically traditional, and, and we're not against anything. We're just pro-traditional. Right. We're here to promote sure. it. If you look out the window at all these little peewees out here shooting at these targets. That's what we're really all about. And don't get ahead of me, Dennis. We're oh, going to get to that. Okay. We're, we're definitely going to get to that. We're going to get to that. You said 35 minutes, but this might be an hour and a half. <laughs> and and know. That, you know, that'll be okay, too. <laughs> I do want to talk about the, because I'll be honest, the first year I came to the rendezvous, that's what really, and we'll go down that trail in a minute. Okay. But when you when you think about, so what's a membership? Again, I'm, I've paid my life membership, so sure. I don't keep it. What is the, what's the annual membership? It's $35. So for $35, you get a quarterly publication right and it is it's a great publication oh boy. some awesome articles submitted by by members right and David um, Tetzloff I'd like to give a shout out to him he's just brand new to us I've written an article in my presence message in our magazine uh, you know a few magazines ago about you know we were needing some help with the magazine and, and so forth and, and he called me he's like hey I've got some experience helping you know TJ with you know, editing and, and so forth on traditional bow hunter magazine. Right. And he used to edit. He was past president of the traditional bow hunters of Florida, and so he's got all the experience and understands how organizations work. And gosh, he has just fallen in and done. How long did we spend talking to him? Well, yesterday? We talked to him for a solid half an hour. He's oh, awesome. it was more than that. It was close it, to an hour. Everything yesterday, from, um, because he he actually just did a review for Life and Longbows, right? My book, right. and he submitted it, and then Don contacted me about maybe being about contributing and to TBM and then so I kind of got the message and Dave back and forth and then we started talking yesterday about how he trains lions right and all kinds oh my of gosh. like this is the most fascinating guy on yeah, the planet yeah he's <laughs> very interesting I know I had I've had the opportunity to have dinner with him a few times and just always amazed he's, you know training big cats and doing this he's got a 
Did you ask him about the scar across his nose? No, I didn't get there. That's from a tiger. I believe he sold me. So yeah, because these cats have claws. They're not the right. Claw. They, right. They so he'll be a good one. Oh, I've already talk. planned. Oh, I'm yeah, gonna lock him in. Yeah. I'm gonna lock him Steve in. Steve and I were, had our jaws on the floor. We were just yeah, like, <laughs> he just kept going, and we were like. And every time you bring up something, he's got an experience that he's right. tied to somebody that's that's yes. been involved. I mean, it's just amazing. But he's had a life. Yes. Train the lions from the ghost in the dark. Right. That's what, that like, was. Oh a, that was twenty minutes. That's what I'm saying. Nick says thirty minutes. We spent fifteen to twenty minutes you just know, talking about time that. Flies, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah, it was a great does. conversation. Yeah, but you can tell when you talk to him. He's plugged in, and he just knows quality too. Right. Like he he he, and that really reflects in your in your magazine. It does. It does. Yeah. And he's he's doing a fantastic job. And Roberta that does the layout for us. You know, they work together so well. It's it's just fantastic. And, and that's one of the things, too, that, you know, you walk around here and you see everyone carrying recurve or longbow. So, you know, we all have common ground. Yep. But when you start talking to people, all of a sudden, this guy's, you know, made his life training lions or, or working <laughs> in zoos. And this guy over here is a doctor. That one over there is a lawyer. This guy, you know, is doing what, you know, custom home builder. You know, then, then just all of us regular guys, you know, some guys selling steel. That's what sure. I do, you know, and so you just never know. And a lot of people think, well, this is my full time job. Well, no. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It we, like it, we've, we, I've had a couple of people stop by the booth that think that the podcast and the string building is what I do for a living. And that's what I do at night and on weekends. You right. Know? Right. This uh, is what I do at night and on the weekends. Right. That's and why I'm, I'm not so interested to talk to you because I don't get to go hunting. <laughs> well, I, no, I'm going to make time to go hunting. It does, it does come around. So. Yeah. Once September rolls around, it's it's hard to get me to commit to anything but right. being in a tree. I hear you. Uh, it, it truly does take a servant's heart and, and it does. To turn a passion into a job. And you're always walking that fine line of, of, yeah, you know, I don't want to burn out, but I don't want to, but I really believe in this and need to keep going. You know, you said it several times yesterday, but Compton really is a family. It truly is. And like, you know, as I've gotten to know for years, I was kind of just a lurker on the outside, you know, but as I'm getting to know everybody and I mean, everybody's got a great story. It's like Compton just collects interesting people with stories. It does. Well, you know, that campfire we did Thursday night, were you guys here for that? We, so we watched the weather and it was nasty all day Thursday. Thursday morning. And we showed up. On the, we followed the clouds in as they rolled out and got our booth set up and so mm-hmm. forth and and we were pretty wiped out at that point oh, from the previous yeah. day of driving and so sure. forth so no we did not hang out for the camera well, next that night. year make sure you're here okay it was fantastic you want to talk about a family atmosphere kenny davenport he used to play and sing with the band and, mm-hmm. and he's just so comfortable up there he's got a fantastic voice he can play well and he started off down there we had a little campfire and we People started gathering around. <laughs> Next thing you know, Johnny Papan from Oklahoma's got his guitar out there. Another fellow from Wisconsin's got his guitar, and so we've That's talked awesome. to all those guys. And so next year we're going to try to make it bigger and, sure. and just have something fun, just to just to get together. And it's just it is it's family, man. You know, and seeing the seeing the kids' faces light up when they're shooting, and seeing the, the adults just making right. making new friends. It's, it's family. It's good. So I want to come back to that $35 real quick. Sorry. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll get sidetracked too, and I'll go, wait, I never even got back to that. So the 35 you get the publication. Mm-hmm. You have access to this rendezvous. Yes, you actually get a discount right. for being a member at the gate. You've got the big game classic. Yes. Um, now, the, I know that 
for me, forgive me for not being able to keep up with it. I know you've been involved in the, the pre-spring arrow fleeing up in mm -hmm. Alabama. Is that yep. something that's going to continue? Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, the guys at Buck Hall Bowhunters took that over from Terry Harris. Right. And so they're doing a fantastic job, and we're continuing to support that and sponsor it or whatever. And I'm looking forward to going down there next year because they have a fantastic time down there. Yeah, they have. And I've missed it the last couple of years just, again, because of well, school things and absolutely. so forth. I just haven't been able to make it. But I'm, I'm going to make a point to be there next year. Yeah. So yeah, I am probably too. see me there. And then we mentioned the, the youth event. So oh, yeah. uh, my first visit here, and it's been many several years ago, and my daughter was had just become a teenager. Um, oh, and I want to come back to the scholarship program, too. Oh, yeah, too. I was thinking about that, too. So, well, actually, you know, before we do that, I can go that. So when my daughter came here uh, the first trip, she came with us, and I want to say she was early teens, say 13 or 14. And the youth program even then just was like, wow, this is what promoting traditional bow hunting is about Correct. because and don't get me wrong it's great to put a bow in a kid's hand and it's great to let them shoot an arrow and i believe in that stuff mla does a great job with that oh, yeah tbg traditional bow hunters, they do a great job of that and mla is a archery organization mm -hmm. so i somewhat get it but when you're a bow hunting organization there's a lot more to bow hunting than just shooting that arrow and that's one thing that you guys do really well because you've got the the uh, the blood trailing right exercise the tree stand safety. the tree stand safe i mean you've got all these things and the younger kids are actually getting out there and getting to just shoot arrows which yeah. is great they rotate through i don't even know how many stations it is oh, yeah. i always help i didn't get to this year because we do have a live recording nick is helping with that sure. tom my other co-host is helping with that so we're involved with it i had to step out because i am going to be doing the recording with monty and and brian oh, uh, this afternoon so but that is just uh, that's fantastic if, oh, yeah. if for no other reason if you have a kid that you think wants to get involved in traditional bow hunting to me, that's worth the cost of the year's membership just to be oh. able to bring your kids here and have yeah, them participate in that. Absolutely. But you, Sorry, we're recording. Captain is wonderful at involving <laughs> the kids. They, they, they are. They're fantastic. Yeah, they are yeah. just wonderful. They're just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I know my grand, both grandsons are like, you know, they both have bows. They, you know, they have traditional end count. They, have, mm -hmm. you know, they love coming. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That's it, what it's all about. And you get See? a family membership too, right? Yeah, yeah. The family membership, and you know the thing is too, if uh, if someone that doesn't that isn't a member that might be wanting to learn about traditional archery, you know it's it's five dollars to get in here. They don't have to pay to shoot the ranges. If they're going to come in and just learn about, they can come in, attend all the seminars, go through the vendor tent, and and they can. They can get their kid down here. It's only five bucks to get in. You know, they don't, they don't, we don't, it's not exclusive to members. You know, we'd love everybody to be a member. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, it, we met a, a I, I didn't get to meet her. One of the guys was telling me that it was a single mom down here in the campground. She's got her two kids here and uh, they've been coming. One of the board members came over, got her information, bought her a family membership laid out the money, it's like that young lady needs to be a member. She's a single mom doing all this and the kids are just having a ball. She's yeah. out here making sure those boys are having a ball and, and learning about archery, you know? And so 
people I've I've had people come in there and say, Hey, there's just no place to learn about. I said, Well, you just walk around here. If you need somebody to teach you anything, we'll get one of these bows, we'll take the kids out to the to the either the shoot over here or the practice right. range and start them shooting. And the kids get here and they don't have a bow, we're gonna put one in their hands and they'll get to shoot during the Kiwi time or whichever time. We'll put a bow in their hands and make sure they can shoot today. Well and you probably don't know this directly, but our local club, which I talk about on here quite a bit too, North Georgia Traditional, we have bows that Compton's donated to sure. us to help with the use. So when it, when kids show up even at our local club, it's not just here. You're right. doing things outside of just the rendezvous. Well, we our youth program, you know, over the years, um, and Nick Dedeker was very instrumental in that, you know, before he passed, and and uh, Will McQueen did a great job with it after he took over, and Phil's. Phil's continuing that on, you know, over the years, over the last, let's say, 20 years, this is our 20th anniversary, we have sent out literally hundreds of bows to organizations and individuals and thousands of arrows mm -hmm. and put them in their hands. You know, like there's a local church group there in, uh, in Kansas City. A friend of mine helps their youth camp or whatever. We've got them six bows and some arrows. I went out the first year and helped them, you know, kind of help train the teachers mm -hmm. on how to keep it safe and get the kids shooting. And so they just, that's one of their favorite things every year. Those kids love to shoot arrows. Yeah. You know, so. I have not met a kid yet that didn't love <laughs> right? to shoot arrows. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's fun while you're sitting, again, as a, a vendor, I think sitting in the booth are sitting in the, the tent and watching the people come through. I've, I've kind of been looking at the the uh, the range of, of people, the types of people, I mean, the demographics. Right. right. And you've got you've got tons of I've got, you've got That's kids that are being carried through by their parents sure. and and all the way up to us old curmudgeons that are that are walking around. So it's 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 really cool just it to is. sit there and watch all the different different types of people that are actually out here enjoying this. Um, and I did want to mention the the, the scholarship real quick. Yes. Uh, every year, Compton's gives away two five hundred dollars scholarships. One to a young man, one to a young woman. So, uh, if you're a, if you're a parent, you've got a kid. Another reason to join. I mean, it's, absolutely, uh, absolutely. We'd love to ramp that up. And uh, you know, speaking of that, the uh, Indiana Bow Hunters donated money to the the Nick Dedeker Scholarship Fund. The uh, Colorado Traditional Archers Society, CTAS. Mm -hmm. Those guys have donated the last two years. And so, you know, we're always raising money to put in that fund. And so hopefully we can we can expand that, maybe give more scholarships, maybe give bigger scholarships. You know, it's just like, uh, just like starting the rendezvous. You start something and see where it goes. Right. You know, and so we can always expand and grow things. Watch it grow. That's right. And um, I was just, just caught out of the corner of my eye these kids shooting out here and you know the we we're talking about giving bows away and stuff and Dave and Tracy Belowski at, at uh, St. Joe River Bows the last door prize ticket that comes out of the kids drawing they make a custom bow for that kid and uh, it's always special and I just want to give a shout out to them oh we, we love David Tracy those guys. I don't yeah. know how many youth bows they've donated over the years right but, man well and then one of our members and I, I can see his name. I, I really probably shouldn't have brought it up since I can't remember his name. <laughs> to give him a shout out. Doggone it! 
Um, Tell you what, you can get a shout out and I'll make sure I put it in the intro to the episode. Okay. How about that? Very good. Well, he purchased two youth bows from Dave and Tracy and, uh, and had her make them. There's one 17 pounds we auctioned off last night. There's yep. a 19 pounder and they are beautiful. They've got the Compton medallion in it and uh, gosh, they're gorgeous. And so he paid for them, had her make them and donate them for the youth program, you know? And so, you know, we've just got fantastic members and not everybody can serve on a board or do anything like that, but everybody can help somehow or another. Mm -hmm. And people pitch in in different ways and it's, that's what family does. Well, and here's what I'd tell everybody. If you're a Compton's member, you can't make an excuse not to come to this rendezvous. No. I'm driving 12 hours right. each I way. I know you're driving, I mean, and there's a lot of people here and there's several other guys that I actually shoot with in Georgia every month that are here. It's worth the trip. It's, oh, yeah. So let's talk about that just a little bit, Dennis. Now, sure. I don't want to nail you into specific numbers, but general numbers, how many how many shooters do you actually have to attend the rendezvous each year? You know, and it's, it's, um, it's a little bit different than some shoots because 15 years and under, aren't registered because they don't pay the, the right. kids shoot free all sure. weekend or whatever but um generally uh somewhere around a thousand registered shooters in that range and it varies a little bit year to year up and down but uh everything goes in cycles and like we were talking earlier you know used to years ago you had etar and and our rendezvous compton rendezvous right and there was two big events and and now we were talking, you know, it's, there's a big event somewhere almost every weekend. And so people only have so much money and so much vacation time. Sure. And when I get done with this bit, I will have three days of vacation left this year. <laughs> Man, that's hard that's to fit in much leave, hunting. That's not going to leave a whole lot of time for out-of-state <laughs> stuff. But the good news is I live on the Kansas-Missouri line, so I can hunt both states. Oh, I'm not easy. feeling sorry for you now. Okay, so the, <laughs> that just went out the window? All right. <laughs> so, it, and there's four courses. Yes. Uh, plus, uh, there, I think there's another like a, a youth course. Is that right? Or did I hear wrong? There? Know, I've never, I've never I know been on. Times they've set up a youth course for the older youth, right? And they actually do a little 3D course back. Yeah, over and here. I think they're, I think that's so set they're up not out year. on the regular right. courses. Yeah. Um, and I've, you know, I've, I'll, and I'll be just in perfect honesty. I've been on the course a few times when there was a little bit of a backup. Mm -hmm but not much it's never been bad and here's what i'll tell you some of the best conversations break out in those little huddles i mean oh it, yeah it, it, it i can't and I've, I've found myself many times listening in and then jumping into the conversation <laughs> so it, it's it's just a lot of fun it um is. it is well dennis i tell you what i'm gonna i'm gonna try weather permitting and and depending on how people are moving through the tent today i'm actually going to try to carry this thing into the okay. into the tent and Maybe stop a few shooters as they're walking through and just ask them, you know, what they think of the event and so forth. And you know, if I can get it to work out, I'll include those in here. Sure. But I really do appreciate your time. Hey, and, I appreciate what you guys um, do, and uh, you know, getting the word out about Compton. You know, it's it's fantastic. I can't say enough good. Well, we do giveaways from time to time. In fact, I won't go into many names. I want to give things away ahead of time. And I've actually already been approached by one of the vendors here that wants to do a giveaway. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to talk to that individual and see if they would be willing to also, uh, I will throw in from the podcast, a Compton's membership or renewal as part of that giveaway. So we'll be doing that real soon. Just a little tease right there. So that's something, because I, I do, I love the organization. It's given, it's given me so much. It's given my family a lot. And, you know, my daughter, 
uh, is getting ready to go off on her next adventure with college and so forth. And I know, I think she'll still come and she'll still participate, but I know that's a chapter that's... Sure. It's changing. I'm not going to say it's closing. It's right. changing. changing. Um, but at the same time, I would I would really like to see a lot of other families get involved in this organization because well, it's it's just fantastic. It's yeah, and, and you know that's the thing with the with the kids out here. Um, you know, you look around the room and our beards are all starting to get a little grayer. Yeah, yeah. I always said I was fine with my hair turned gray, just not turn not turn loose. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> But you know that's that's the future standing out there. You know right. we've got to get those guys raised up right. And, we do, and uh, keep it going. And you know, like I say, we're blessed right now, but we need to make sure that we've got we've got these people coming up that'll carry the torch. Well, and like I said earlier, and I want to reemphasize it: the things that you guys do with the youths, other than just putting a, a, a weapon in their hand. You know, it's funny. I was talking to Jason Sam Koviak. I don't know if you know. He has another podcast, TBW Podcast. We were talking about this. I recorded an episode for his show Mm -hmm. last week. And that's why it means so much to me is I see, um, and look, I'm not pointing blame. I'm just going to mention some things that I see is a lot of times we're so focused on trying to get the kid out in the woods and make them successful. There's so much of the picture that they miss. That's right. And and this the stuff that we're doing here is is helping plant that seed that there's more to it than just going out and shooting an animal. You're right. And and we live in such an instant gratification society. You know, everything's point click bam. You know, you, you point at it, you click on it, and the next day it's your, it's at your doorstep. It's instant gratification, instant success. And um, you know, that's where a lot of the things have gone that direction. And you know, the young kids are, are kind of tuned to that. But we, we've got to instill those things in them that, hey, you know what, this is a progression. It's, it takes a little bit of time, you know. It's okay to sit in a tree stand and not shoot something. Yep. It's okay. Enjoy the woods. Enjoy the sights and the sounds and the smells. Get out and learn about it, you know. And everybody's like, oh, I got to know how to do it. No, you know what? Just go out and learn about it. And we'll talk about that another time. But that's kind of my view on that stuff is, you know, people just have to go get the experience. It's okay to do something wrong. You know, you're not, you're not hurting anything. Just spend some time in the woods. Right. You know, you don't have to learn everything before you go. And crying out loud, quit worrying about it. Just grip it and rip it, man. <laughs> well, and, I, <laughs> you know? and again, I, and I hear this quite often. You know, someone says, well, I don't want them getting bored. And it's like I told Jason, if, if, if you're letting the child get bored, I put that back on you because there's so many things that you can do to keep that child's interest mm-hmm. that's not about pulling the trigger or releasing the arrow or whatever you, whatever you analogy you want to use there. I couldn't agree more. And and that's one of the things, too, that comes along with traditional bow hunting and any kind of bow hunting is practicing patience. Sure. That is not, you're not born with patience. You have to practice it. Practice it when you're standing in line. Practice it. You know, I heard somebody say all this years ago, you got to practice patience. And, you know, if, if kids, that's one of, the, that's part of what they got to do when they're learning how to shoot is practice patience. Yeah. You know, count to 10 before you shoot the next arrow you know whatever whatever it takes but that's on the parents you know they can teach them a little patience you know get them to practice that and uh they won't get bored there's always something going on in the woods always something going on if you just pay attention you just gotta watch yeah well dennis thank you so much for your time guys and uh like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do more to, to to volunteer 
Sure. Um, and love. definitely do more with the podcast because like, it's just an organization I really believe in. But I really do appreciate your time. I know you need to get back at it. So. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. You bet. Yep. Well, man, wasn't that just an absolutely fantastic conversation with Dennis? It really was. And I've, I've wanted to talk to Dennis for a long time. Um, he's, uh, he's one of the guys I never really got a chance to meet. And, uh, you know, the, the funny thing about Dennis is, is I've always thought, you know, man, he just, he just don't want to talk to me or, or any, or anybody. He's just kind of wants to do what he wants to do and that's it. But honestly, the guy's got the biggest heart in the world. He's warm, he's funny, and he's just busy. The man's busy. The man's busy all the time. Um, a lot of those guys are, um, and I, I was just thankful that he was able to sit down with us and, and, and have a conversation because I think he got ambushed four times on the way to the room. <laughs> and oh, we didn't it was, even know if it, he was going to make it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was more than that. So I think at the beginning I said something about finally, we you, and it, that's the honest truth. So I actually – uh, tried to to set that up for Friday night after the uh, the auctions and and um, G Fred had finished speaking, and he just said, "Man, I'm just I'm wiped out." And you know everybody was kind of wiped out, so I said, "Okay, so we'll you know we'll just do it tomorrow morning." And originally we were supposed to record it at nine thirty Saturday morning, and I don't even remember what time it was, but I think it was I think it was getting on close to to noon before we finally got time to sit down and and, uh, and chat with him. But you know, hey, it's it's he's that's that's why he's there. And he said, you know, I think during the conversation at some point he even said he's never even shot the courses, mm-hmm. um, but he he really that organization means the world to him, and it's easy to see why. You know, and I never realized how how long he's actually been involved with that organization either. I, I didn't know he was that far back, um, and that's it was really cool. And I and I thought I didn't think he was going to give you your fly rod back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on him a little bit on Facebook and ask him, you know, when he's when's he going to order a fly rod from from Scott. Uh, so, I thought he was. I thought he was going to start trying to catch fish out of the mud puddles there at the end when he was out there. He was out there for talking to Greg Darling for like thirty minutes. <laughs> oh, was he? I yeah. knew that. I knew the rod was gone. In fact, I, I even joked to somebody. I said, "You know, I, I hope David. Uh, I, David. I hope Dennis is coming back with my with my fly rod." <laughs> and, it, and it must have been funny to see too, because you got the you know you got the the head of, the head of Compton out there with a fly rod messing around out in the mud. I thought that was pretty funny while the event was going on. But he said he wants to go fishing and he wants to come up here and fish sometime. So I think that'd be a, that'd be a trip if we could ever make that happen. Yeah, uh, I, but he I he's very passionate about it. He so. is, and you know it's funny. You know that's kind of the the core two things I think we have focused the most on here on the podcast. But it. It, it really never ceases to amaze me how many traditional bow hunters also love fly fishing. I think they're, you know, uh, again, a lot of it's just the, the experience. When you're out there on the water with a fly rod, it just time seems to stand still. I mean, it. so it doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it's always, you know, when you, it, you, you have bow hunters or, you know, traditional archers that come up and say, man, I love fly fishing. That's, the, you know, the episodes that y'all do on fly fishing are great. So feels feels really good when you hear that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And uh, I do want to give a shout-out to uh, to all the people on the youth shoot that work that. Um, I usually work that every year with Bub um, and crew, but 
um, we had a podcast engagement, and, and John Buchin actually volunteered to do to handle my station for me this year, just so I could do that. And uh, I'm really grateful for that, especially since about midway through the shoot, they got absolutely downpoured on, but they finished. And uh, they were all out there in the rain doing what they do, and I thought that was really cool. Well, and I'll be honest, so and I did mean to mention that because I I do want to thank um, Bub and all the all the volunteers that participate in that youth event. Um, thank the ones that stepped in for you. You know, we um, and even I had committed uh, to helping with the youth event, but then when I I didn't find out about the the day and time we were doing the the live recording until you know. Well, right before the, right before we left. I mean, it was like a week before we left, so there was just not much I could do. However, um, I am going to be uh, talking to Dennis Harper. I want to do this again next year. Uh, I actually want to make it bigger, um, and I've got some ideas around that. So I'm going to be talking to Dennis about that. So uh, if you didn't get to attend the the live recording with Monty and Brian this year, look for. Uh, more information about what we'll be doing next year because I'm actually going to start promoting that one earlier. Um, and it's just some funny things the way that all came about. But I've got a year now to prep for it next year. I'm going to be working with Dennis on that. And uh, I will make sure that we try to get that scheduled sometime other than when the youth event's going on because I really did miss that this year. Mm-hmm. Same. I'll be there. So, Well, man, I appreciate you joining me for an a intro and a recap on that great conversation we have with uh, Mr. Dennis Harper. And uh, until until next time, I think we've pretty much kicked this one to death. Mm-hmm. Think so. It was great. Thanks. All right, man. Talk to you later. For everyone else, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Take the time to leave us a rating and review. And most importantly, if you're not a member of Compton's Traditional Bow Hunters, seriously look into the organization and consider joining. If you are a member, then I've got two other options for you. Uh, look for someone that's not a member and maybe buy their first uh, first year membership, get them involved, or make the commitment to become a life member yourself. I did that a couple years ago, and I tell you, I don't regret it one second. And if I could become a life member times two, I'd do it in a heartbeat. So if you're not a member, check out Compton's Traditional Bow Hunters. You'll be glad you did. Until next time, take care, everyone.